the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. And now it's time for This Week in Sports. It's the section where we cover the top shared stories from the internet from every day of the past week, and our host will give a short comment on each of the days. Starting off with Thursday, former Charlotte Bobcats forward Gerald Wallace trade to Portland Trailblazers. A stab in the back. Matt? Yeah, I don't really understand how a player can be blindsided about a trade when there's been speculation going on about that exact trade happening for months. This trade was ultimately about a team that's ownership realized something that most owners never acknowledge, and that's the fact that sometimes as a team you have to get worse before you get better. Uh, it'd be very difficult for a team like Charlotte to get any better and build a team that can contend when they're hanging around for the last playoff spot year in and year out, and that's exactly what this team's doing. Yeah, I definitely agree there. It's it's a point that the Charlotte Bobcats step in almost the right direction. Yeah, it might take a hit here this year, but in the long run, definitely a step. Then he gets sent out to Portland, who's a sixth seed right now in the uh, West. How are you getting stabbed in the back by going to a better playoff team? You know, it gives you a better opportunity, especially with the West being a little uh, uneven with trades now, that they, they might make some noise this offseason, or not this offseason, but this playoff season with him there. Another thing I think important to note is that uh, this trade to me in the eyes of the Portland Trailblazers is their preparation for life without Rudy Gay. No, Brandon Roy. No, Brandon Roy. Without Life without Brandon Roy. I always get those two confused. Also on Thursday, Ohio State Buckeyes considered stronger Jim Trestle sanctions. Bob. Uh, definitely it's something that you had to think that hey it's obvious the the two games $250,000 wasn't that the first thing they they proposed but looking at the history of the NCAA and giving out football coach uh, suspensions in the middle of the season or in the season is very unheard of so this is a kind of a proving ground for them to see where this might go if it holds up I am personally of the belief that the university should have come down harder on Jim Trestle this, uh, this situation has been handled in a very poor manner, and it's shown a real lack of integrity by the organization and by Coach Tressel himself. And I think the only way that they're going to move past it is with stiff punishments and a, a, a genuine focus on integrity from here on out. On Friday, former Cincinnati Bengals star Chris Collinsworth among 83 rescued from restaurant. Matt? First of all, the statement rescued from a restaurant just sounds a little bit humorous in and of itself, but this, this is this is a funny story. Chris Collinsworth was dining at the Waterfront Restaurant in Covington, Kentucky, when the restaurant, which is on a barge, uh, started drifting down the river. Uh, it's it's especially ironic when you consider the fact that Chris Collinsworth is, uh, is uh, a very famous person who likes to eat at this restaurant and, in fact, has a meal named after him. It is a steak Collinsworth, a filet mignon topped with crab meat, which ironically enough is also known as surf and turf. That might be the most obscure knowledge ever in a quick burst. Uh, it, this makes me sort of think twice eating on a barge or a boat that this might happen to me. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't too crazy of a situation. All I know is I want to eat that steak. Also on Friday, Amari Sotomayor's latest technical foul rescinded by the NBA. 
Bob? Yeah, this is common practice this time of the year. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, beyond that, there's there's much not much to it. They they went through, reviewed it, and found that hey, it might not have been a technical foul. Yeah, you said this is common practice for this time of year, and I I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that in and of itself is a statement about the uh, the practice of calling technical fouls in the NBA. It's 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 kind of come to a point where the league's adopted a policy that you blow the whistle first and then ask the questions later. And considering that technical fouls can have a profound impact on the outcome of a basketball game, it's kind of like if the NFL just decided they were going to start calling every incomplete pass a fumble and letting the review booth figure it out from there. It's kind of absurd, although that's a little bit exaggerated. It's kind of an absurd scenario. On Saturday, the NFL formally announces lockout of players. This from Reuters. Matt? Of course, you know we couldn't go the whole week without mention of the NFL lockout that finally, after weeks of speculation, months of speculation, years of speculation finally came to be. It looked like about a week and a half ago things were looking pretty optimistic, but uh, just as quickly they fell apart. And uh, now what we're left with is an NFL that's in the hands of lawsuits. Uh, There's talk of potential NFL draft boycotts. And we're even getting ridiculous slavery comparisons from million-dollar athletes like Adrian Peterson today on Yahoo.com. Uh, unfortunate comments by AP uh, with with the whole slavery thing, but I'm not too worried right now. I'll start worrying when they boycott the draft, uh, when they boycott, or when they start moving and losing the training camp and practices. Uh, till now, it's just them positioning to, to keep the, the battle going on. Also on Saturday, Zuffa purchases Strikeforce MMA fighting news. Bob? Zuffa. Zuffa. Sorry. Zuffa. <laughs> Actually, it might be Zuffa. I don't know. Zuffa! I like that way. Uh, honestly, this is good news for MMA fighters uh, in general, just because of the fact that um, you are now getting to the point where you have one unified body and you're going to be going up against the NFL, the NBA, the NHL as, as some of the top sports in, in uh, North America. So this, this is a, a good uh, positioning for themselves. Maybe I'm in a complete NFL state of mind at the moment, but uh, what, I, what I see when I look at this story is uh, it looks like MMF, MMA fighting in the UFC particularly are moving closer and closer to that dirty word of monopoly. If, uh, if Adrian Peterson were fighting in the MMA, I'm sure he'd have plenty to say about it. But uh, I think that combining these two entities, you're also combining the two large fan bases that they bring with them, although certainly there's a lot of overlap there. But uh, uh, ultimately what you get, increased in earning potential, which means that the fighters will definitely have an ability in the future to make more and more and more money. And that, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, is a benefit of being a monopoly. When all of the people are spending money in the same place, there's a lot more money for the players to be, uh, to be, or for the fighters to be making. So just keep that in mind, Adrian. Also, benefit of monopoly is free parking. On Sunday, USC Trojans reinstate men's basketball coach Kevin O'Neill. Matt. Yeah, Coach O'Neill got suspended uh, from the PAC tournament. They actually lost in the PAC tournament to Arizona in what was very disappointing. 
for the team, but uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Coach Joe O'Neill was not stalking the sidelines like he usually does. It all kind of stemmed from an altercation that he had with uh, Arizona booster Paul Weitzman in a hotel lobby, and actually O'Neill was afraid that he was going to lose his job, and if it wasn't for the timing of this statement, I might have made the assumption that the fact that USC did in fact make the tournament had a big had a lot to do with the fact that uh, Kevin O'Neill still has his job. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to distance themselves from the uh, Tim Floyd slash OJ Mayo uh, debacle there uh, with the past few years. Um, this is not good that, one, they had to suspend him in the first place, and two, hey, this is good for them that they're putting him back in um, for the fan base and for them to get more support behind him. And maybe maybe they uh, they win tonight and then do some damage in the in the actual uh, tournament. Also on Sunday, Pittsburgh Penguin news: Crosby skates for the first time. What are your thoughts, Bob? Uh, this is actually good for them. He unfortunately uh, suffered a head concussion, which uh, if you've been paying attention to the NHL, that's kind of been the talk of this year. Just like the NFL had the uh, head-on-head hits. Uh, he, he's he's good for Pittsburgh just because one he's their star player. They're still in the playoff hunt. They're I think fourth, so they have a chance to do some really big damage in there. But you're going to start hearing this more and more. We might even talk about it more and more uh, about the harder hits that are coming into into play in hockey. I would say it's I will say it's a little bit unusual for a hockey player to miss 29 games because of a concussion. I think a lot of people out there are saying that it shows a lack of toughness on the part of Mr. Crosby here, but uh, I don't think I, I don't think that that has as much to do with it as it uh, as it has to do with as you mentioned, Bob the. Uh, the the major focus that the NHL is now putting on um, with concussions, but much like the NFL, and uh, obviously the effects of of multiple concussion concussions in a short amount of time can be life altering. So they're doing everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen, and I applaud them for that. On Monday, Oklahoma Sooners fired Jeff Capel after five years. Matt. Yeah, Jeff Capel. It was just uh, it was just two years ago that Jeff Capel was a win away from his first ever Final Four appearance. But the problem is that that team that he made it that far with a superstar on the roster by the name of Blake Griffin. And other than that, the entire roster was full of holdovers from Ralph Sampson's recruiting classes before Capel even came in at Oklahoma. Ever since that year, uh, Jeff Capel has won 17 and lost. 36. So that's just not going to be good enough for him to keep his job at a program like Oklahoma with the success they've had in recent years. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a tough situation to be in. Um, based on the article, they talk about, yeah, you had Blake Griffin. There's gonna, there's usually a fall off when you lose a star player. Um, not only did he lose that, I, I think he lost a few other starters. So he had some trouble this year playing some uh, younger guys who might have not been ready. And I think just because of his success at VCU, he'll probably get a, a latch on somewhere else and, and do a decent job. It's just an unfortunate timing issue with uh, the players leaving and, and not performing up to what they should have been. Also on Monday, UFC earns a Pro Sports League of the Year nomination along with the NBA, NHL, NFL, and Major League Soccer. Yeah, hey, look at that. Two UFC in one week, Matt. This is crazy. I know, it's amazing. Uh, we'll have two. Our horizon. I know we're doing two hockey's too, so that's even crazier. 
but this just comes the, from the fact that Dana White is putting out a product that is up there in, in terms of competition levels, of excitement and actual thrill. And I know before this year or this past year, I didn't really start watching UFC, and I kind of kicked myself for not watching it before this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't say that I'm really all that surprised by this nomination. It's like you said, the UFC has definitely been an up-and-coming league. It's the, the actually the fastest-growing sport in the world as far as uh, fan following. But uh, uh, if you kind of look at the competition, they're they're going for this ward up against the NBA and the NFL, who are basically falling all over themselves to make themselves look as bad as possible this year uh and then you've got the nhl and major league soccer which i don't know that uh, i don't know that those are exactly what you would consider powerhouses in the world of professional sports i think there's actually a pretty good shot that ufc wins this award outright i agree there especially with all the labor issues with the nba and nfl on tuesday washington capitals coach Bruce Boudreaux rips protesters outside Habs game. Yeah, this this little rant here by Coach Boudreaux was absolutely ridiculous. His, his point that he was trying to make is that if the the brutal head injury hadn't occurred to a uh, Habs player, that nobody would be protesting in Montreal. And what I say to that is, you know, so what? If Len Bias had never OD'd on cocaine we might not have had the uh, ridiculously high increase in drug laws that we had in the mid-80s, but that doesn't mean they're a bad thing. Yeah, no, it, it's even to this year when you talk about the, the hits in the NFL, like we were just a, a little bit earlier. I understand it's part of the game, but or part of the game to an extent, but it doesn't matter. When you, when you see a hard hit or, or an illegal hit, it doesn't matter what team it is or who that player is. You, you kind of take back a moment and sit there and be like, wow, that was, you know, that was kind of a foolish hit or, or a foolish move or, or just a Bush League almost. So I, I think that it is kind of outrageous, yeah. Also on Tuesday, after Los Angeles Clippers denied Kim Hughes surgery, players paid. Yeah, uh, I think it was a few years ago. Uh, 2004, uh, he was the assistant with the uh, Clippers, and he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, I, I guess for some odd reason, the insurance plan that he didn't have didn't cover this. So his players, uh, not just current players, former players, you have Corey Maggette, Chris Kamen, Elton Brand, Marco Jarek. All of these guys went out of their way and, and helped uh, Kim, Kim Hughes with the with surgery. And that one of the touching moments in sports where you're like hey this is above and beyond the game it's the human element you know you're you're absolutely right and just uh just for the sake of the uh the credit that's due those players um majetti cayman brand and jarek all definitely went above and beyond the uh the call of duty but i think for every little bit of warm-heartedness that this story brings to you it also has an equally offsetting uh, taste of despicableness that that comes across from the Clippers owner, the Clippers organization, and you know, like I said, specifically Donald Sterling. He's he's got an organization who has refused to pay salary um, for for coaches that he's like that he has intended to let go. Uh, this is a case where he is an organization did not fund what could have been a life or death surgery. So um, uh, kudos to these guys for doing the right thing, but. Geez, I think it's about time that something did. Somebody did something about Donald Sterling. It's something about those West Coast owners. Donald Sterling and Al Davis need to go have a tea party somewhere. On Wednesday, Grant Hill's response to Jalen Rose. Tell us about this, Matt. 
Well, uh, Grant Hill apparently took some offense to some statements that were made by Jalen Rose and his former teammates in last Sunday's Fab Five documentary on ESPN. There was some choice language used and uh, a reference to uh, Uncle Tom and in, in specifically that Grant Hill was an Uncle Tom. Um, I, I'm sorry, but but Grant Grant Hill is a well-spoken, very intelligent individual, and and I I personally I'm with Grant. I took offense to these statements on on his behalf. I thought it was a little bit uncalled for. And in this particular article um, from NewYorkTimes.com, he uh, came out and 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 made his point and said that being educated and intelligent is never a bad thing and it should never be portrayed that way. Although at the end of the, uh, at the end of the article, he did step out of character a little bit. He said, I am proud of my family, proud of my Duke championships and proud of my Duke teammates. And I'm proud that I never lost a game against the fab five. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Indeed. I think that might've been why you, you saw Jalen Rose's comments about uh, Grand Hill is the, the, the sick, sad taste of defeat in his mouth. Um, you, you, you summed it up perfectly. When you think of a, a classy athlete in the NBA, there's no one really, you know, the, the highest point is, is Grant Hill. You know, even throughout all those years where he had the injuries, he always was upbeat, optimistic, and always played the game right. And I, I'm glad he came out and, and stood up for himself. And rounding the week off on Wednesday, Chad Ochocinco follows his dream to get Major League Soccer tryout. Oh, the fun stuff that NFL athletes are going to do in the lockout, uh, with a lockout. <laughs> um, this is kind of cool. It's one of those cross, I won't say promotions, but, but dual athlete type things that could be good. Um, you did have Dion. You had... Uh, Wow, like Bo Jackson. All these guys are talented athletes. They can play multiple sports. They usually just focus on one. I'm intrigued by it to, to see how he does. He's, he's going to be playing with, with uh, the Kansas City team or trying out for the Kansas City dream. Kansas City team. Uh, and, and they said they might follow up afterwards and see, see how this goes. But this is, this is kind of a cool article. I know Chad Oshosinko likes to run his mouth, but hey, if he can run his mouth and prove this, more props to him. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a nice little story, and it'll keep Chad busy and and occupied for a little bit of time. But I I, I think it would be we'd be remiss if we were to assume this is anything other than a publicity stunt for both Chad Ochocinco and for the Kansas City Soccer Club. But uh, I, I did think it was kind of funny that in the article, uh, Chad said that he had been dreaming of playing Major League Soccer uh, ever since he was a little kid. Of course, completely ignoring the fact of. Uh, the MLS didn't even get founded until 1996 when Chad Ochocinco was 18 years old and already given up on playing soccer for about four or five years. Yeah, but it, with that, they, they do go out and point that he is uh, friends with a lot of uh, more European or South American and stars. So, yeah, he might not have the MLS might not have existed, but just professional soccer. And we know MLS isn't as good as some of those leagues over in Europe. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and if you if you follow him on Twitter, which if you don't, I recommend it. It's definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting read. But uh, he's he's always over in Europe posting pictures of himself with, um, you know, David Beckham and and Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, all all, all kinds of uh, big time soccer players over there. 
obviously a fan of the sport. So quick poll here of all of the cross pollinators, you know, the multi-sport athletes, who is the best? Bo Jackson. Okay. Not even. I, I have to agree with Bo Jackson just because it, Dion played well in both, but Bo Jackson, if he would have stayed healthy, was a star in both. Yeah, I was I was going to say Bo Jackson myself, and I didn't even know if that was a question, but thought I'd throw it out there. Good show, guys. I was going to say Michael Jordan, but then I decided that... Um, no. That he sucked at baseball? Yeah. That's what I decided. This has been Sports on Point. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please send us your suggestions on how we can improve the show and comments to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. You can also call the show at 646-39-POINT. That's 646-397-6468. I guess to be fair to Michael Jordan, he wasn't that bad as a minor league baseball player. Not good enough to compare with what he did in basketball. But uh, for the short amount of time he was playing, he did, he did okay. But uh, hey, guys, make sure you, if you haven't downloaded and listened, check out the NCAA tournament preview, the episode 43 of Sports on Point. A lot of good stuff in there for you guys who are getting psyched and ready for the NCAA tournament to start on Thursday. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure you uh, stay tuned and check us out next week. We'll have plenty of good news stories for you and uh, enjoy your tournament.